Friday night, the Pistons close out the six-game road trip uh, with a visit to the Valley of the Sun, and that means the Phoenix Suns, who uh, lead the Pacific Division right now, one of the best teams in the NBA. Joining us now is uh, one of the radio voices of the Phoenix Suns, a proud alum of Syracuse University, also a proud alum of WDFN, and Evan, I don't know if you know this, a longtime friend of golfing legend Aaron Oberholzer. Oh, nice. They went to, uh, I believe, high school together. He is Johnny Bloom. What's up, Bloomer? Stoney, Evan, good to be with you talking hoops. I am, uh, I'm ecstatic that you've taken on this challenge, Stoney, because I think it is your crowning achievement of your career. I know you've done a number of things in radio and television and, you know, all kinds of, of action. Uh, and, Evan, I know you've got uh, quite a past as well, but uh, you, you probably have to agree with me that this has to be the crowning achievement for Stoney to be hosting a Detroit Pistons podcast. Yes. I'm, I'm really fired up about it. Especially we are a team that does – Finally won a road game on Tuesday night. So. Not bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they wore their teal in doing it as well. That's right. And they only, you know, it took maybe one or two more tries than the Warriors did to win a road game. So you can't feel that bad. <laughs> Crazy That's to true. Think about, That's yeah. right. The Pistons actually beat the Warriors here. That's one of their four <laughs> wins. The Warriors. Right, let's talk about uh, your team for a second. Uh, Tuesday night, a little interesting action with Patrick Beverly, the Lakers. Uh Kind of a cheap shot on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? No, it's not kind of at all. That is a cheap shot. It's horrible. The guy doesn't play basketball. I don't know why he's in the league. Why is Patrick Beverly an NBA player? He doesn't play basketball. Nothing he does on the court is basketball related. I mean, that is a that's a that's a body check that would work on the ice. It's a body check that would work on a football field. That's not a basketball play. And I hope he gets uh, to take a break from the game for a little while, like I've been forced to do, courtesy of COVID. He should be forced to do it, courtesy of the fact that he's making plays that don't resemble anything that anyone does on a basketball court. And he, he, uh, so, did, yeah. did he do it to Chris Paul a few years ago as yes. well, correct? Two years ago in the final, uh, before the, the Western Conference Finals, uh, it was an absolute Bush League move, uh, a cheap shot, and that's what he did last night to a guy that's much bigger than him, so it's not going to hurt DeAndre Ayton when Patrick Beverly uh, you know, gives him that body shot. But with, with Chris Paul, it definitely could have hurt him, and, he, and his you know, whole head snapped back when he fell, and it was really uh, infuriating to, to Planet Orange, as we like to refer, refer to the Suns fan base here. But, uh, you know, then Patrick Beverly goes back to L.A. Uh, after a brief stay in Minnesota where they were loving him up in Minneapolis. I don't know if you heard yeah. all that palaver last year, but boy, did they love him as a leader and what he was doing to their house. And he still was a cheap shot artist and not a basketball player. And then now he's on the Lakers. Are you kidding me? You put a guy like that that the Suns hate on that team? Please do that because it's going to motivate them to whoop them even more, and they're going to beat them all four times this year. I will be surprised if the Lakers get one against the Suns this year. All right, John, you got to help me out a little bit because I saw the game on TV and I thought I was watching Charlotte against the Lakers. Can you give me a little backstory behind those uniforms that Phoenix was wearing? Those I don't know yeah, if it's yeah, teal it's or what it is. One. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, first off. 
Evan, the uh, proper color is turquoise. Turquoise. There we go. <laughs> it's okay. Not teal. That you guys get the teal right. in the Motor City. And I was there covering the Stones when they were wearing those uniforms. So I have I have like a weird affinity to it. But uh, as far as the Suns ones, these are awesome. These are dedicated to the 22 tribes that are uh, that are recognized federally in Arizona. Uh, and and on the uniforms itself, there's so many little um, you know nuances that you don't get if you just see them on a highlight reel. But if you watch a, a game or you listen to us describe them on the radio, uh, there is uh, the word sun in all the 22 tribes' languages along the sides of the jersey and on the uh, shorts. The, the um, All the tribes are listed. It's just a very uh, – Reverential. I, I'm trying to come up with a, with a, how they're treating the tribes and how they're trying to include the Native Americans here in Arizona, and I am absolutely thrilled with it because I've seen the results from the tribes themselves. They love basketball. They have built gyms in the northern parts of the state that are unbelievably sparkling and look like professional basketball gymnasiums for the the game that they're playing on their own land and uh you know it's it's amazing that now we're we're able to get that out because we can show these uniforms and it just opens the door to telling more of the story which i'm i'm thrilled about does carrie like approve <laughs> oh yeah she's all over it tony i mean she's leading the challenge <laughs> all right oh, yeah no. no politics on this podcast <laughs> nope. um let, let's talk about the team. Uh, in the offseason, everybody was under the impression uh, that DeAndre Ayton was no longer going to be a Phoenix Sun. I mean, it was even rumored that the Pistons were going to you know, offer him a, a, a contract. He didn't get along with Monty Williams in, in the last playoff game. Now he's back and he's playing well, right? He is. I mean, I think that there's still always this desire for him to – take over and dominate because he was the number one overall draft pick. And there's always expectations with that. Lots of times they're unfair. I'm not going to say that they're unfair with DeAndre Ayton because now here he has his $35 million a year. He's in his fifth season. He should be ready to, to take the next step. And, uh, and I think he will. I, I do uh, think that when it comes down to it, if the Suns are going to be successful in the end in the postseason, he's going to play a huge role in that. He's already playing a big role in their success to start this season. And I don't think that – the success in the regular season is taking as much of a priority with this group after what's happened the last couple of years. They obviously made it all the way to the finals, took a two nothing lead on the bucks before falling in six. And that was a hurt, you know, that, that they had to get over last year and they did and they rallied and they had their best regular season in the franchise history with 64 wins. But then they go and they lose to the Mavericks and flame out in a way that none of us ever expected. And that was even more hurtful. So they had to bounce back after that, and now you're dealing with uh, you know maybe a different attitude as far as the regular season's concerned, and we can see that based on Chris Paul missing seven games. I don't know how bad his heel is, but I do know this is a pretty new thing for him to not play basketball when he feels like he can. And I don't know if it, you know when they're going to decide that it is time for him to come back, um, whether that's Friday against the Pistons or whether that's you know when they hit the road after this homestand. But uh, I, I think that it is part of what we're seeing with their new kind of prioritizing, which is making sure that if Chris Paul is going to be 100%, they want it to be when it matters most. Now, with Chris Paul being out, there's a guy that uh, people here in Big Ten country know, and that's Dwayne Washington Jr., and he's played better over the last week. Do you think his rise is still going to be there? He's had a game in the 20 points and 15 against the Lakers in the last game. Is that somebody that stepped up and really helped out the Suns? 
Yeah, he's stepped up big time, Evan. And you know what's awesome about him is we get to talk Michigan a lot because uh, now you mentioned Ohio State, he's from but Grand he Rapids. claims the West. Yeah, he claims West Side. I mean, he's he's like Devin Booker. He calls him his big brother. When Booker was getting going in Grand Rapids before he moved down to Moss Point, Mississippi, for high school, he was the star. Everybody in Western Michigan was looking at this young Devin Booker as a 13, 14-year-old kid and saying, wow, this guy you know, might be one of our better players to come out of this region. But then he moves down south, and Dwayne Washington loses touch with his quote-unquote big bro, uh, at least as far as being in the same city. They stay in touch. Booker basically laid out a plan with Dwayne Washington saying, you're next here, and uh, we're going to meet at the top. And here they are playing for the Phoenix Suns together. It is such a cool story, and they talk about it. They talk about that that history between the two of them and how you know it kind of broke apart for a little while. Then Dwayne goes to Ohio State, played great there, didn't get drafted, goes to Indiana, plays great for the Pacers in a role that he probably didn't even think he'd have as a rookie. Um, and then the Pacers get rid of him because they want to open up room to offer DeAndre Ayton the max contract. <laughs> so the Suns not only signed DeAndre Ayton, but they scoop up Dwayne Washington Jr., who they who they had to cut. So it was. It's kind of uh, salt in the wounds for the Pacers, but for the Suns, it's fantastic, and especially now that Chris Paul's not available because Cam Payne's been excellent filling in as a starting point guard, but then you've got to go to somebody else. And Landry Shamit's been a guy that Monty Williams likes uh, using in that role, but he's out with the concussion and has been out for over a week with that. So Dwayne Washington stepping up in a big way, and he is an exciting basketball player and a young one too. We don't have a lot of young guys anymore. I remember Stoney when I used to talk to you about hoops yeah. when I was doing the post game show for years. We would call this the daycare center. We had all these draft picks. That now you guys have that. We actually have grown men. Dwayne Washington, the youngest of the group for Phoenix. Though. Yeah, we're joined by John Bloom, the uh, radio voice of the Phoenix Suns. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, uh, how is the breakup of uh, Devin Booker and uh, Kendall Jenner going to affect this team? Uh, championship, I think. I, mean, I think it's got it. I think it's perfect timing. I mean, I think you get rid of the distraction and you move on. You focus on hoops. He's the best shooting guard in the NBA right now. And uh, I think he's a leader. I think he's also been a reason why the Suns can win without Chris Paul because he handles the basketball a ton. He's a great playmaker. People don't understand that part about his game. I think, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where the relationship, uh, I think that was exciting for fans. My girls definitely loved watching the tabloids and seeing him pop up in different events with the Kardashians. But I am uh, of, of the opinion that Book's going to be just fine. Um, and, and I think he's going to uh, actually probably be better off in the long run because I just didn't think that was his crowd, you know, that whole part of it. I think Kendall's great. And according to my girls, that she's the best of the group. But as far as as that's concerned, uh, I think he's going to move on, and I think the team will probably be better off for it too. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, Stoney. After I don't know if it was the last game, Booker went and wore himself a uh, Alliance hat afterwards. So oh, he really? Is, he is representing the city. Oh, good. Do you ever hear oh, them talk the about the Lions there? All the time. That now that you, listen, it, he. Not only do I, I love this this young man because of what he means to the Phoenix Suns, but there's that extra connection. He knows I was in Michigan before I got here. So we, we've talked a lot about Lions. Uh, even my wife, Jill, has, has broken it down because she still wears all her Lions stuff every single week, as Stoney knows. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and Booker, you know, he's he's interesting with it. He's a diehard, but he also, you know, he loves to talk trash. So he would love to get the Lions in a position where he could start talking trash to the likes of Eddie Johnson, who's this big Chicago Bears fan, our television analyst, and, uh, you know, all the other guys that rep their teams. Mikel Bridges is a Rams fan. His team's down this year after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, Lions three in a row. I hope they get one on Turkey Day, and we might have some trash talking with Devin Booker against <laughs> with his teammates. Now, my last one about Booker. I don't, I don't know, Stoney, if you saw this, but he rolled up to his game in a 1996 Chevy Impala. So, John, is he allowing you to borrow any of his cars to take out on the weekend? Because this not guy's yet, car, Evan, it's insane. I'm gonna, his collection's off the charts. So, Evan, I'm not going – I haven't been uh, allowed to take one yet. But I'm going <laughs> to transition my, like, attention from getting an invite to the uh, Kardashian wedding to now maybe just getting uh, to take one of the Impalas out for a ride. He's got so many old-school uh, Chevys, and he's such a Chevy dude. Like, he's loyal. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Sony, I mean, he yeah, has hey. like the garage, like an entourage or something like that. It's ridiculous. Like a Jay Leno garage? Yep. Uh, not probably yep. not that big, but right. it, it's close. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm a Sarah Whalen Chevrolet guy, so I there mean, it's, go. it's a good thing. Yeah, Sony's got his blazer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Uh, by the way, you know, hey, Devin Booker's great, but he's no Stanley Johnson. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was, you know. Well, have uh, you not heard that bit before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then there's always the uh, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell one. But then again, you know, the Pistons, if they would have taken Devin Booker, they probably won games where they wouldn't have been in position to take Donovan Mitchell, too. Or they wouldn't have Cade Cunningham with a broken shin. That's <laughs> No, it's a shame. I was looking forward to seeing him play, too. How long is he going to be out? We don't know. He might have surgery, so it might be for a while. Hey, it's all about Victor. What do do (laughs) people around the league say about Cade Cunningham? I'm I'm interested to hear an outsider's take, because this is what I say, and it's kind of sacrilegious around here to even say this. I say that he is a very, very good player. I don't know if he is a great player yet. And what I mean by that, like, you can't have your point guard that can't shoot a three in – I don't know, but what is what is his, your take from the outside looking in at his game? I think that uh, from what I hear from other people and how I feel personally is Cade Cunningham is a guy who actually could become the player that everybody thought Ben Simmons was going to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Ben Simmons is never going to be that player. I think we all know Ben Simmons is never going to be the player we all everywhere. Not we all, because I didn't think Ben Simmons was add to much when he couldn't win at LSU as a, as a, a college player. But that's my own take. Uh, he came into the league with all that expectation. Kate Cunningham as well. But the thing is, I believe Kate Cunningham has all those abilities: the playmaking, the defense. Not a great shooter yet. Better shooter than Ben Simmons, I think. Absolutely. Uh, and it's and and it's confidence. Like I don't see him ever completely devoid of confidence. Whereas Ben Simmons was devoid of confidence even as a college player a couple times I watched him. And to me, that is such a massive thing to overcome as an 18, 19-year-old. You know, if you don't have, like, unbelievable amounts of – like, Devin Booker's confidence is through the roof. It's the beam that they put out in Sacramento when they win a game. That's (laughs) Booker's confidence. It's just always on. It's always on. So to me, that's what helps him lift him to be as good as he is. He's not the best athlete in the world. He's not the greatest shooter in the world. He's one of them. But, you know, it's confidence that makes him make all these shots and make the plays that he needs to make. I don't see that in Ben Simmons, but I do see that in Cade Cunningham, and that makes me confident he's going to turn into an excellent basketball player and have a great career. I don't know if he'll be a superstar, Evan, to answer your question. That's the tough thing. When we take guys that high in the draft, you always expect them to be a superstar, but they don't. Do the Pistons have any shot Friday night? Yes. 
They do. Because in this league right now, Stoney, every team can beat every team. Uh, there's maybe a couple exceptions, okay? I and mean, the right. Houston Rockets are pretty bad, but uh, they've already beaten a couple good teams, too. I know they don't have more than three or four wins, but that's what I'm looking at right now in the regular season is uh, you can jump up on a, on a night and you can take a team out that's not prepared to beat you, and the Suns are going to have to play back-to-back for the first time at home because they play Pistons Friday, Jazz Saturday, and they're going to have their minds on the Jazz because they just lost in Utah. So it is a chance. But uh, if the Suns play their game, they, sh- they should be able to get the job done. They're still pretty tough to beat. All right. Uh, so you're in town on Saturday, February 4th. The Suns, you want to get uh, your tickets to see uh, Devin Booker, <laughs> Pistons.com, Ticketmaster. That, that's the place. So we'll have a, a weekend with the Bloomer. Now, hopefully you guys aren't playing Friday night, too. Uh, yeah, I think we are on a uh, back-to-back back that to back. trip, too. But you know what? I am excited to see you regardless. We won't have golf this time on fe- in February, no. Detroit, I'm guessing. Maybe some indoor activity, some pizza. I don't know. I'll let you pick where we're going to go, Hank. Stone. All right. Uh, Bloomer, thanks as always. Get better, and uh, we appreciate it. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you.